Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, but leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, Bo Brock, on this audio-only Thursday slash Friday morning pod, depending on when you listen to it. And Bo, you know, kind of been buried over the course of maybe the last four to six weeks is the, you know, the injury situation to, you know, former Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz and the fact that Trey McBride has stepped in, hasn't done much in the role, and then we've just kind of been waiting for the Cardinals to come out with more information and insight regarding Ertz's situation. And then on Thursday, Bo, you guys, the media got that in the form of a confirmation from Ertz alongside his wife um, and basically said, yeah, I tore my ACL, my MCL. I have surgery. And that I think unveils a bunch of different kind of scenarios where the Cardinals go with Ertz, who they invested a premium in the, in last offseason. And now you fast forward, like, is he even going to be ready for 2023? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, specifically, Zach Ertz said it was an MCL injury and he had a partial tear on his ACL and they weren't confident that the ACL was going to was going to survive it once yeah. he got back as far as rehab or once he got back on the practice field, whatever it was may, may be the the opinions of the medical professionals that, you know, just recommended that he get his ACL repaired. So he got the MCL repaired. He got the ACL repaired. And you look at a guy like at uh, Zach Ertz, you know, in his thirties, a guy that's got a lot of mileage as far as, you know, played at started Stanford played a lot of great, great years for the Philadelphia Eagles as he's 32 years old, the next time we'll probably see him, he's going to be 33. Not a young man's position by any means. Uh, you know, what's realistic as far as Zach Ertz, who, who you inked to a three-year contract extension just this past offseason, as you said, you know, not seeing a whole lot of production from your second-round rookie tight end, Trey McBride. Uh, right now, the NFL game seems a bit too much for him. It just uh, nine catches, 46 yards um, on, on 11 targets. I mean, he's... Kyler said earlier this week, you know, just, you know, obviously when we're talking Patrick Peterson, most of his media availability in the New England Patriots, he said he's got a lot of confidence in Trey McBride. He, he likes where he's at, but you know, still not seeing him become a big part of this game plan. He was targeted twice uh, during the final two drives against the Chargers, and he came up short. He, he just didn't come up with some big catches that I think – we're used to seeing Zach Ertz at least 50-50 those balls, and it, it would have been huge for that offense at that point, stagnant as it was the final three drives of the, of the game, for McBride to come up with a big play. So they're certainly missing Ertz, who's, uh, I don't think you can argue this, the, the best playmaking tight end since this team moved to the desert. <laughs> and that's and that's a sad state of affairs, yeah. and that kind of leads me. I mean, they're, they're snake bit of the position. They, they sure. just are, and I think now – in the landscape of a lost season at four and eight or what we feel like is trending toward a lost season. Like, is it laughable that they use their second round pick on a tight end when they have minimal defensive line depth and cornerback issues and no pass rush and interior offensive line holes left and right. They wanted cam Jurgens. They didn't go up and get him. Philadelphia took him. It's just like, I like Trey McBride. I like the pick at the time. I think we both did because it's like building on a surplus. We like the state of this roster and you know, you can go from the penthouse to the shit house quickly per Bruce Arians and they, and that's what's happened. And, and for Trey McBride to, to work out, I mean, he's got to be Cole Komet, Cole Komet, second round pick for the Chicago bears. Boom. He pops next, you know, couple of years and they look like they have a building block. 
I'm not ready to write off Trey McBride. A lot of tight ends struggle their first year. But, man, you look at it in the context of, well, Zach Ertz probably won't be healthy to start next year. Coming back from this kind of rehab, maybe a September arrival time, maybe October. So it's going to be all Trey McBride throughout the course of the spring and the offseason, and it should. I mean, they he's younger, he's more athletic, they invested a premium pick. Like, he's got to step up, whether it's for Cliff Kingsbury or a different coach. But, I mean, the Zach Ertz thing's interesting because, Bill, we, we'd been hearing, I'd heard rumblings before the trade happened last year they were interested in the spring and they didn't pull the trigger. And mm-hmm. it just, it dates back. I think to the Kimes had some interest dating back to like 2020. They should have pulled the trigger on Zach Ertz a long time ago. And it, now it feels like too little too late. And I hope that's not the case, but anytime you're inking a guy into his early to, to mid thirties on a deal and he's played his best football, you worry, you know, older players get hurt. We've seen it. Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, now Zach Ertz. I mean, these guys go down. They, their bodies have a lot of mileage. Ertz was a great player. He was on the all-decade team. He's a generational tight end talent who helped win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. I mean, this this is going to go down. I'm, I'm unfortunately thinking, Bo, that it's very much of the mindset like retirement cards of the past, Emmett Smith-esque, where guys come to Arizona, they get a big check, and, and they don't produce. Mm-hmm. No, and it was, it was a need that they – that they had last year. That, yeah. You know, I think we all applaud Steve Kime for finally pulling the trigger, albeit as, as you pointed out late and, you know, hearing from Ertz and uh, his wife, Julie Ertz, uh, formerly Julie Johnson, uh, obviously soccer, big time soccer player and all right. Um, talk about, you know, how, how involved they are in the community and how it seemed to be, if it wasn't Philadelphia, it was here. Like yeah. there, there was mutual, it, the, the feeling was mutual you know, the organization and then Ertz and his family wanting to come here to the desert and Ertz said he wants to retire here. You just hope that that day uh, is, is at the the back end of that, that deal that they sign him to uh, one of the few, I guess you could say relative to the organization, this offseason, big moves that they made, they, they re-signed James Conner. They re-signed Zach Ertz. Those were their big moves for the most part, because outside of that, it was the Kyler extension. It was Will Hernandez. It was, Jeff Gladney, the late Jeff Gladney. I mean, outside of that, there just weren't any moves that they made. Um, so, were all the were all the extensions, by the way, hmm. misfires? Can we go back and say it was a misfire to re, to bring back AJ Green? It was a mm-hmm. misfire to maybe bring back James Conner. Uh, Zach Ertz, when he plays, he's he's a good player, but he's hurt right now. I, I would say they do they want a mulligan on that one based on yeah. the amount of money they're going to pay him. I mean, is this is this off season going to be comparable to like the 2018 off season? I think that this that's a great topic uh, to deep dive when we're more well prepared to to look at some comparable uh, contracts at positions of need and see where they could have reallocated those funds because uh-huh. they, they spent and like they didn't they didn't just bring back Ertz they didn't just bring back James Conner I mean those were big money contracts for guys at positions where they're long in the tooth and have a ton of mileage uh, that, that they invested in and they expect they thought that those two were keys to this early success they had last year in, in replicating that success in 2022. And it, it just, it hasn't happened, you know, obviously Ertz it's unfortunate because it ended uh, in an injury. He was having a fine season, you know, once again, you know, I don't think anybody could argue whether it's Hollywood Brown as your wide receiver one or DeAndre Hopkins as your wide receiver one. When Ertz was on the field, he was the second option in the Cardinals offense all season long. Um, but 
he's he's his yak is basically negative, right? He, he's yeah. catching fall down guy. Um, it's just it's going to be, I think, an under the radar, but big uh, a a big story for this this franchise going forward, and it's going to put Trey McBride's development under a microscope. It's going to amplify things as far as if he does not go in the right direction. You mentioned Cole Komet, at least in his rookie season. I mean, he had games of 45, 37, 41, 41. He, found, he had a couple trips to the end zone. I mean, that Trey McBride, his season is one of those games. He's got nine catches for 46 yards. I mean, they're getting nothing from the 50, 50, 55th overall pick. And, and we liked it because it thought, we thought it supplemented this offense in the absence of, of DeAndre Hopkins. And it, it's been he was inactive. Remember, he was inactive to start right. the year. Yeah, so it's 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 brutal as far as what you know the outlook for this position. It's once again another position of futility for this organization. That is, as you said, I mean, I don't know if you said cursed, but you have to feel like it's cursed at that position it's, right it's now. A snake, it's a snake bit position yeah, dating back snake. to Jackie Smith, who should be in the Ring of Honor. I mean, they're just it's not a position they can develop. To, they, no. they can't draft it, and it drives me to want to have a couple four peaks to just calm my nerves. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the futility at the tight end position in Arizona. Let's talk about something that's not futile. Let's just talk about something that's abundant and, and just unbelievable as far as the great 48 state goes. It's four peaks, uh, the brewery that's synonymous with Arizona. It's got incredible beer. I mean, you can go with the flagship. You can go with Kilt Lifter. You can buy it not only in Arizona, but it transcends our state. You can find it in Colorado and California because everybody wants a taste of it. Or you can get the Wow Wheat. Uh, you can get yourself a, a Hazy. You can get the IPA. You can still get yourself some pumpkin and double pumpkin. You can also get yourself the gift of beer this holiday season or get it for somebody else. Why not get in the giving spirit? Four Beaks still has limited supplies of their December advent calendar box. Yes, it's an advent calendar finally for adults. And it's not, you know, chocolates or something like that. No, it's this delicious Four Peaks beer for 55 bucks. Enjoy specialty beers, tall boys, and more. You can purchase it only at their H Street Pub in Tempe. While you're in there, make a trip of it. While you're at the H Street Brewery at Four Peaks, get yourself some delicious food. Get yourself some garlic cheese beer bread back on the menu. Get yourself an Italian beer bre- uh, beef sandwich, which is fantastic. And get yourself a kilt lifter or whatever beer you prefer over at Four Peaks. And then also, if you want to, if you if you're still down about the tight end position, the outlook of it, maybe have yourself some OGs. OGs, our favorite cannabis kitchen that we love so dearly here. One of our favorite partnerships that we've extended here. Lock them in. Talk about bad extensions. This is a great extension. We love partnering with OGs because they've got you covered as far as gummies go. Uh, it, there's something for everybody out there, Johnny. As far as OGs goes, uh, when you look at their whole products at OGs brands.com you can find a full array of gummies you've got your uh of course the ratio edition full spectrum sativa indica you got the microdose edition if you're looking for a real game changer you have a trouble maybe getting to sleep staying asleep try their sleep time gummy it's an aqua berry flavor it's delicious and it's also it gets the job done it puts you to sleep and it keeps you asleep like I said, check out their full range of products, ogsbrands.com. Also check them out on Instagram, and also you can find them at your local dispensary. Like Four Peaks Beer, you got to be 21 years or older to dabble in the OGs Brands gummies. Uh, 
Speaking of dabbling, Vance Joseph dabbled in some joke telling today at his press conference, Bo. And I liked the quote, but then I'm also a little hesitant. Like, Vance, I love you, my man. Are you in the mood to shit talk with the the way your defense is playing right now? So here's the quote when asked about um, the play calling in the Patriots offense. It's like a defensive guy calling offense, taking a shot at Matt Patricia, who, yes, Matt Patricia is a buffoon. He's a joke, Mr. Pencil. <laughs> in his ear he's he's hated in the city of detroit and it's been it's been a laughable hire by belichick belichick should know better the defense is is pretty stout knowing the offense is a joke led by mac jones and company but vance i'm just telling you right now we haven't seen a good defensive effort from you guys in about a month and a half and i, I would not you know throw gasoline on a fire that is bill belichick who very much is still in the playoff race in the afc whereas the cardinals are four and eight what, how did you take that comment today by VJ Bo? Because I saw that it's gotten a lot of traction. Check it out at Bo Brock's Twitter, PHNX Cardinals, over 50 retweets now. To me, I'm just like, hey, Vance, you know, let's let's do let our play do the talking because this team does too much talking outside of the field and then does not back it up. Or was it more tongue in cheek, do you think? I think it was more tongue in cheek. I've never seen Vance Joseph go out of his way to shade anybody. Like, he, he's he's so pretty. What, what even was that? I don't even. What was that? I, I think I think he it was. It's an observation he's probably made while breaking down the film, and it was probably something that they said, joking around watching the film, and he brought it to the press conference, and he probably wants it back, but I don't think he had any like ill intent. I don't think he was trying to like just just eviscerate Matt Patricia, who's who's obviously getting it on his end in new England because of how poor they've been offensively. I mean, this, this Patriots offense is, is, is an absolute debacle. And when you, you, th- you make, you think it's a parody as far as how often the Arizona Cardinals throw, throw screens since Mac Jones returned to the lineup, nobody has thrown more screen passes than Mac Jones. He's thrown 37 screens in the last six weeks. Uh, so if you look at the, if you look at the quote tweet, um, there's 20 quote tweets to Vance Joseph's yeah. comments on PHNX Cardinals. Dylan, Patriots by 100 confirmed. Erica, dude is sure talking a lot of crap for having a bottom tier T. Uh, Silk Major, the audacity. I hope his defense gives the Patriots hell, but we somehow get the W. Patricia and Judge got to go. Um, a lot of just Patriot fans hoping that the Cardinals get exposed and Vance gets exposed, and a lot of people saying, "Yeah, but there are some Patriots though in, in the replies or in or who quote tweeted this who who are uh, they hate Matt Patricia as the play caller on the offensive yeah. football. I mean, it, there's probably it's probably fifty fifty. It's it, I mean, I like I said, I don't think that I don't think that Vance Joseph had any ill intent with this. I, I think it was something that he made this observation. He thought it was kind of silly. He brought it up. He wasn't trying to like really put him on blast. But when you look at this Patriots offense, like you don't want to give that, you know, Bill Belichick teams any more bulletin board material. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like but, I what, that's, that's why I don't not think, I don't think that's what Joseph was was intending to do. Um what's what's funny overall, the 37 screens in the last six weeks, Mac Jones is sixth in the league, 28 qualifiers and screen percentage at 14.5% of his passes are screens. That's according to Pro Football Focus. It actually slots him behind uh, another quarterback. Do you know who it is? Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's fourth. Fifteen percent of his passes are screen passes, uh, which is and- nobody who's listening right now. 
Can we get some shots at Cliff Kingsbury from Bill Belichick, maybe? Because uh, Kyler Murray, best deep ball thrower in the NFL last year, statistically among the worst, if not the worst, deep ball thrower in the NFL. Here's, here's what I'll say, though. I mean, maybe maybe it's a, it's it's fans, Joseph. I mean, he, he did kind of um, boost up a couple of his young players, Zayvon Collins. He spoke very well about Zayvon and Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, Zach Allen today. He, he feels confident in this defense uh, and then you look at the Patriots on offense through 13 weeks. They're near the bottom of the league in, in major category after major category. 23rd in scoring, just over 18 points per game. Uh, they check in at 22 in turnovers. They've got 17 turnovers. Uh, 25th on third downs. They just convert about 36% of their third downs. 26th in expected points. And they're worse than the league in red zone success at 37.5% where Arizona Cardinals have, on defense have really, really struggled in the red zone. And third down. It feels like every third down gets converted and it feels like every red zone possession, they, they third minimum down, give it a couple, both of those into yeah. an awful like uh, uh transformer, a couple of them up. And it's, it's off. I mean, a third down in the red zone, it's, it feels like money in the bank for opposing offenses. It feels like nine out of 10 times they get, they yeah. get points. I can't, I don't remember a, a red zone possession uh, in recent memory that, that they haven't converted uh, that being the opposing team. Uh, the Patriots are, um, are very much a shell of what they used to be with Tom Brady, but they still play good defense. They are top 10 in most statistical categories defensively. And I, I do think this is going to be a difficult game for Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know how we can just say that after not watching this team win a home game for almost a calendar year and the fact that that's it against New Orleans, that Thursday night game, that's it for all of 2022 and most of 2021. I, I don't know how we can just say that this team's going to come out and play really well against the greatest head coach of all time, despite the struggles offensively. I would love to see it happen. I would love to see Vance Joseph be able to back it up. If you're interested in dabbling on the Cardinals higher or lower, I would tell you to go to underdog fantasy right now. Bo and I were fed up with year long fantasy. I'm going exclusively daily fantasy next season and I'm doing it Bo with underdog fantasy. It does fantasy sports different. You can draft your team against five of your buddies and the highest scoring squad for the night gets that cold, hard cash draft six NBA players, no positional limits. And that's it. Maybe stay away from Chris Paul, um, but I've, I've had great experience on the Underdog Fantasy app, cashing out in real time, and you can cash out. It's easy. Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with, you guessed it, promo code PHNX, and Underdog Fantasy is going to double match your first deposit up to $100. So you put in 100 bam, you get 100 and you go to work, and you do it with Underdog Fantasy, and maybe take some of those winnings from Underdog Take it to the game time app. So, Bo, I checked actually tickets last week and this week for Cardinals hosting the Patriots on Monday Night Football. They are still sub 50 for pretty good tickets in this game. And I would imagine as we get closer and closer, those tickets are going to continue to drop because underdog fantasy, you're going to save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute it's it's great it's great for football it's great for the nba get some suns tickets it's great for concerts other kind of venues check it out skip all of those other third-party ticket providers that jack up the service rates we've been hearing about that a lot lately game time they don't mess with that they shoot you straight i've had friends i've had family dabble with game time they will definitely be going back as will i again check it out in the show notes is the best way to support us and to support game time Bo. 
It was Baker Baker touchdown maker on Thursday night football is unreal. Another collapse of the Las Vegas Raiders. And now the Rams are tied with the Arizona Cardinals with four wins at the, uh, at the bottom of the NFC West. They split as far as their two games this season. Cardinals faced the Rams almost at full strength earlier in the year. I think week three, they got beat hell out of the end zone. And then Colt McCoy, his first start, he was able to kind of pick apart the Rams who were depleted as they were on Thursday night. But I think that the Cardinals need their own kind of Baker magic to, to kind of rally to the end of the season. I, I know there's a, a huge contingent of this fan base that want to see them lose out. I just don't, I, I, I want to see meaningful football. I want to see exciting football the rest of the way. I know the draft pick, all that noise, but uh, it, it's also fun to watch winning football. It's fun to watch offense you know, hopefully take a step forward. I know there's been, we've had arguments on the show all about that, but um, it, uh, it, it's, it was, it, I, you know, I'm sure Rams fans, it was just a little, it was, it was fun to kind of stop thinking about just the travesty that this season has been. And, and the Cardinals absolutely need a little bit of that as well in 2022. Now, let me give you a couple notes from practice. Obviously we had the, the quotes from, from Ertz kind of confirming the severity of his knee injury. We had the quote from Vance Joseph. We didn't have the Andre Hopkins, Johnny. He was, he was listed out with an illness from mm. practice. Uh, something right. to follow along with hopefully. Yeah. Uh, for Monday night's game, long way to go. I mean, he was out Thursday for a Monday night game. So We'll see what he where he is uh, when the team hits the practice field again on Saturday. And then no Byron Murphy continues to be day-to-day with that back. He was out there on, on Wednesday, but not on Thursday. Greg Dorch practiced for a second straight day. Looks pretty solid as far as his thumb goes, barring any setback. I think he's going to be your slot receiver come Monday night. You got him in there, hopefully D-hop, a healthy D-hop. And then Hollywood Brown continues to be in there and um, – no, no, Rondell Moore. I know this is shocking to you. Are you? I, oh, I'm really? Down for this because yeah, Rondell Moore was not out there again. Mm, Rondell Moore, we'll see in 2023 with hopefully <laughs> a new coaching staff. I'm going to push back on you with the mindset that I think a lot of fans want to lose for a draft pick. I disagree. I think we're in a position where the Cardinals have their franchise quarterback locked up. Typically, you want to lose games when the team maybe needs a franchise quarterback. You want to be able to move up. You're gutting it. You're starting over. I mean, the the expectations next year will be playoffs. Like we're going to go into the offseason no matter who's running the show. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm not – I don't think too many fans are concerned between the eighth pick and maybe the sixth pick. I think – and I, I, I believe you'd be seeing this if it had already happened. I think people want this Cardinal team to lose games so Cliff and Kimer fired. That's, that's – that, that, yeah. And if that had happened already, I think they're just like, shit, Vance, go out and do your best if you're yeah. the interim coach. I really do believe that. I don't you know. There might be some people that say, I want the higher draft pick. I want it for Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson. That's fine. They're, I mean, right now, depending something, you know, unforeseen, they're going to have a top eight to 12 draft pick and, and they're not going to need a quarterback and quarterback's going to go ahead of them. So I, I, whomever's making that pick will, you know, we'll cover that in depth as we get closer to draft season. Yeah. But I really do believe the, the Cardinal fans who want change. And I don't blame you for this. It's not what we're doing. It's not what I'm doing want to see this team struggle. So there's an exclamation point at the end of the season to point at Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime and say, hey, guys, you didn't get it done. Michael, you have no choice. Make changes. And I think they would look at this game tonight against the Rams and the Raiders of saying, oh, shit, can the L.A. Rams with Baker Mayfield put a couple strong outings together and pass the Cardinals in the standings? How crazy would that be, Bo, if 
if now they, they're not going to get hot under Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. but like, could they be respectable enough to win two more games and the Cardinals win one more game, something like that? That would be an interesting dynamic because before tonight, Bo, I had conditioned myself to believe that the Rams were finishing fourth. I, I, me as well. And and I, I still think that the, it, the, the Raiders lost that game just as much as, you know, sure, that's what they do for, for leading that 98 yard uh, game winning drive. But, you know, the Raiders were terrible in their own right and they can continue to collapse. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be in a humbling season. That would be, it would humble you even more to, to think that, you were going to keep out of the cellar and you get thrown right back to the cellar. You, 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 you just need evidence. Yes. Evidence, evidence, evidence. By the, by the Rams again at the end of the season. I mean, obviously a lot lower stakes, but it's it's something that uh, it, it only solidifies the resume of, of, of fireable offenses, right, for, for both GM and head coach. I uh, saw Michael Bidwell for the first time in a long time. He, uh, he kind of introduced Zach Ertz on Thursday for, cause he was primarily talking about the Walter Payton man of the year nomination that he got um, being the Cardinals nominee and, and Bidwell got up there. He didn't take any questions and gave about a two minute spiel about how proud he is of, of, of Ertz and his, his wife and his, his brand new baby. But um, it was interesting to see Bidwell. And I thought we might get a chance to, to answer, to ask him a question, but um, nope, nope, not happening. You might so, get that chance in January. Maybe a chance. We'll see. Last time they were in that position, they weren't, they weren't exactly fielding uh, many questions, but um, maybe I got a better chance of seeing them over at Mavericks or Octane Raceway, one of our new partnerships that we love. We, uh, we actually spent some time out at Octane Raceway. Our guy, Frank Sanders, not just the fastest on the playing field. He's also fastest on the racetrack. Johnny, you remember this? This was the guy that took home the title. You you put up a pretty good performance yourself. Yeah, I, I got spun out a couple of times. I did not finish last, which is good for me. Uh, I was, you know, middle of the pack for your boy. <laughs> and if go-kart racing is not your bag, they got bowling, they got the arcade. It's got the full-service food and drink menu. Great food, great drinks as well. It's a full-time indoor-outdoor track here at Octane. We love it. Mavericks has the 22 bowling lanes, so you can always get on there, knock down some strikes, get some turkeys if you're if you're the kingpin out there. 85 arcade games, state-of-the-art laser tag arena. I could take somebody down and some tag. Billiards, dozens of 4K televisions. So if you want to just go have some fun, maybe see if the game's on there, absolutely 1,500 square feet of just fun. It's a meeting and event space. 5,000 square feet restaurant and bar featuring a chef-curated menu that's just, it's delicious. Craft beers, custom cocktails, can't go wrong. And you got daily specials all week long. How about uh, just on Friday, you got your trivia night, rotating drink specials from 8 to 10. And then over the weekend, you're looking for something fun to do. Saturday and Sunday, 50% off signature bowling before noon now you get in early you're looking for something to do with the kids get in there get 50 percent off your bowling before noon and if you want to go in on monday get the 15 dollars unlimited fate fun pass we're excited to welcome octane raceway and mavericks to the phnx family you've seen our the fun that the crew have had just follow us on social media you'll see the videos of us playing some laser tag getting on the go-kart racetrack and doing all the great things that octane and mavericks has, provides you got to check it out yourself Go check it out yourself. Octane Raceway in Mavericks. We love Mavericks. We love all of our diehards at gophnx.com. Become a diehard 
top level access, just under 80 bucks for the entire year. Access to our supremely gifted writers, their best content. You get a free shirt, exclusive gear every year. Every year. It's not a one-off bow. It's a free shirt and or hat every year. You get discounts on all of our events. You get discount on merch, food and drinks. You get a membership card, one of our awesome sticker packs slapped on on a laptop. And then you get access to the member Discord starring Bo and myself uh, with the Cardinals locking it down and complaining about this team. But hopefully, hey, come <laughs> hang in the member Discord all offseason. We're going to be hanging out in yeah. that much more um, as we uh, – it's Cardinal Therapy. Speaking of Cardinal Therapy, Howard Balzer – the great article on Kyler Murray at gophnx.com. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, I know who I am. Read it right now. It is open for the public at gophnx.com, but use that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Become a diehard today. Cop some gear from the PHNX merchandise locker like the Hollywood Hills sign up top Camelback Mountain, the celebratory touchdown of uh, one of our fave players, but we love it all, and all of it can be had. What's that? Like the Yoda pose that we Yoda has, pose, right? Yeah. It, we haven't the, seen the Yoda pose too much this year. Yeah, actually. the the diehard. It's it's similar like to the Bobby Bonilla Mets deal for yourself. It's like you're <laughs> yourself in a, a free gift. Now it's not a yeah. million, but it, it might as well be. Get yourself yeah. a shirt, hat. Uh, you know, Bobby Bose comes around every July. Yours could come out whenever you you sign up to become a diehard. It's 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 that great of a deal. Check it out. Go phx.com. It's the gift that keeps on giving around the holiday season because you transition out of football season. We got the off season covered, but of course, sun season, you've got college basketball going on with Wildcats, Sun Devils, great stuff. And then the Diamondbacks tip off spring training right around the corner. We're right around the corner, Bo, with our final preview show. Real quick, Chandler Jones starting to play a lot better for the Raiders. Did he did he play well tonight? He had a strip sack of uh, oh no, not a strip sack. He forced a fumble against Cam Akers, recovered uh-huh. the fumble himself. Uh, it, it was there was less video evidence than the overturn in the last Cardinals game against the Chargers. Trayvon Mullen scooped up the fumble, but now when you look at it, forced the fumble, recovered it, and then last week three sacks for Chandler Jones. Not saying it was it was worth the, the investment for the Raiders, but they uh, gave him a sack tonight. He has a sack, so he's got okay. he's got four sacks in in two games. I'll make a prediction right now. I bet. Because the Raiders are, are headed nowhere fast. They could have a new regime. Who knows? It just fell they, they had the win, and they, they completely blew it. It choked that game away against Baker. I'm going to predict Chandler Jones gets traded to a contender in the next calendar year, whether it's in the offseason, somebody going for it, like a Miami, or in the season, need a pass rusher, bring in Chandler Jones. They, the Raiders signed Chandler Jones thinking they, was, they were going to get you know, vintage Cardinal Chandler Jones, anchor defense. He's icing. He's not the cake. He's somebody you can still count on. That's why he would be beneficial on this Cardinal team, but not at that price tag, not making almost $20 million a season, Bo. So I do think he plays. What's his dead cap at? It's 25, uh, six. Let's see if it's, if it gets any better post, it's still high after post June 1st. It's, it's going to be tough to trade, but, you know, they, they could eat some of that. They're going to, I mean, there's talk Derek Carr could be on a different team next year. They already wanted to deal Josh Jacobs this off season. They're, 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 they're a poor franchise. I don't know. Can they even cash those checks? Can Chandler, are they going to start bouncing in Vegas? You're going to have to go to the blackjack table, try to double, triple down. If you're Mark Davis, I, to me, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I think he gets dealt to a, 
a team that feels like they're on the cusp shit. Like he could, he could go to like a team like Chicago, who's got a hundred plus million dollars just because they need to fill out a roster. I, I think this, this, this could be his only year. I think with yeah. the Raiders lost season is saving money on haircuts. He can save. He can, he that's can right. <laughs> that's right. He and I go to the same barber coincidentally enough. Um, I, so haircut, man, you I don't have appreciate that, that. going on. <laughs> take a bowl out of my kitchen, <laughs> take one of my mixing bowls. Bo and I are back. Manana, if you're listening to this on Friday, Friday night, PHNX Cardinals Live, the great Frank Sanders returns, joins us in studio. Our definitive Cardinals hosting the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Bo, it feels like flipping forever since this team has played, does it not? What was that again? It feels like forever since this yeah. team has played a game. It's weird. They, they I, I think that... Uh... The, the Rams played Thursday night. They don't play again until the following Monday. And it's and, and then the Cardinals had, you know, played Sunday, had their bye week, and then didn't play on, on the Monday. It's, it's so it is su- it's super weird because it's like the team was ready to get back to the facility, get ready for this game, and then they got that extra day. It, it, it really is kind of like a subdued game week. You know, you say that, it makes me think of the fact that Rondell Moore got all that time off, and he's still no closer to the returning. <laughs> it's just like shut it down. Shut it down with all these hurt players. I don't want to see them. I want to see Gregory Dorch and company. It sounds like we will come Monday Night Football. You're going to see us tomorrow. PHNX Cardinals live. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to start picking up. Final weeks of the NFL season. Can the Cardinals salvage 2022 and beyond? Uh, we're going to talk about it. See you, everybody.